This is Meatball Salad. That is the meaty pop culture podcast that keeps it light. We are here to chop up food, music, TV, celebrity, and so much more for your consumption. (laughs) You'll love our sloppy takes. I guarantee it. Wash over you. Definitely gonna clip some of this out. Feels so much longer. (laughs) Yes, folks, that's right. This is Meatball Salad, the meaty pop culture podcast that keeps it light. Uh, You may know me. I'm Jeff, and my co-host, Angie. Angie? Hi, it's Angie. That's her. From our other podcast, Cruel to Rewind, if you're joining us from that show, hello and welcome. Hey. 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 We created another show because we feel that the C2R network has the bandwidth and cultural currency to become the next Entertainment 720. Uh, I I used to host a podcast back in the day called Dudes Night In, that was more or less everyone's first draft of a podcast concept. You know, irreverent guy friends having beers and talking about whatever. But I really enjoyed the freedom to discuss anything. So we're trying to recapture that vibe here. Can we just talk about Dudes Night In for a second? We can if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, how do you think that's aged? Oh, terribly. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't exist on the internet anymore because we stopped paying for web hosting. But no, I mean... No. Well, actually, I don't know how... I'm just razzing you. I don't know how badly it's aged, but I do know that the sound quality was poor. We're actually joined today by one of my co-hosts on that show, Mr. Will Green. Um, he remembers, you know, sitting around a microphone in a barn talking. Mm-hmm. and It was a chicken coop. A chicken coop. Thank you. <laughs> And we thought that was terrific uh, content back then in 2009. It might have been, though, in 2009. It was not as bad as compared to now. It was horrible sounding. I think for the, I, I think I don't know for how the, bad our takes were. I'd be curious to go back and listen to them and see if we had any points of view that didn't because well. Because back then, being funny meant talking in a Robin Williams crude <laughs> uh, black eye voice or, Ew. you know, stereotypical affectation of other kinds yeah yeah and and we did that and we gave the listeners what they wanted it's hot damn hot real hot hot and this is my shorts i can cook things in it little crotch pot cooking well can you tell me what it feels like fool what is hot i told you again were you born on the sun that's racist stop it (laughs) i'm sure what you guys talked about was i mean i've i've known you both for a long time I, i don't think you've changed i'm sure that what you were talking about was that part, I think, probably aged okay, like any anyone from, you know, 12 years ago. But it's just funny, like, dude's night in. We got our right. recliner. It, it sounds like it was Barstool <laughs> so Sports. Funny. But it, yeah. it was not. Right, right. Like, I think 
like an armchair expert. Well, actually, no, armchair expert now, I think, uses a chair for their... You're ahead of the game. They stole it from you. It I w- think he uses a chair for his logo. It was an exceptionally cruel decade. We were all so mean to each other. And I think we were above that. I think, yeah. we, were, I think we were enlightened, actually, for the I, 2000s. I bet. For the I times, bet. yeah. And the topics we covered, there was nothing, I don't think, that would get us in trouble. I mean... You know? Rehashing Home Alone every two episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, talking. I think we talked about Doritos one time. Cool. We did. Yes. It's we, all still uh, relevant content. Yeah, exactly. We did a live remote from your friend's pizza place, and it was complete <laughs> with refrigerator noise in the background. Nice. No uh, one was doing live remotes. No, no one was doing live podcasts. No we were ahead of the curve. We, it yeah. was like, we were in right after, you know, Marin, I think. It was us and Rogan. Yep. <laughs> Nobody had drops. No. There's one. Again, it was the it was the era. It was the prime. It was the golden age of reality TV and cruelty in media. And I think we were above that fray. I think somebody would find a reason to, you know, shit on what we did now. <laughs> sure. But I stand by it. Let's go to a clip. <laughs> Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. You've heard his voice already. He's your friend and mine. I'm thrilled to announce our third host. He's a very talented comedian and a gifted entrepreneur. If you listen to Cruel to Rewind, you may know him as C2R Superfan Will, or maybe as the host of the smash hit grief podcast. We lost a good one. He died. He, he's, he's a dead now. It's Will Green. Hey, thanks for having me. It's fun to be joining you, fellas. Excuse me? It's fantastic to have you. A real comedian. (laughs) A man who has performed at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. That's true. It's, it's, he's legit. He doesn't have to be rubbing elbows with bums like us. No. But here he is. (laughs) I'm excited. Here's why I... Well, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, why'd Tell you us. agree to this? Well, actually, because when, like, when people talk about stand-up being therapeutic, that's a trope that gets mentioned. It is, yes. A bit. I think a lot of times people see that, you know, they'll say that because they, like, are talk because they're, like, divulging, you know, deep, inform- you know, personal information and talking about that in front of other people. Mm-hmm. But for me, a lot of, I think the therapeutic side of comedy is, it's the offstage piece mm. where, like, oh, you know, for example, I had a long face or a group chat back and forth with some comedy buddies recently about a thing I saw about saunas, mm-hmm. you know, and so just to be able to talk at, in depth about things that really don't matter. Yeah. I think that's that's the therapeutic side of things for me. So that's what feels like this is going to be. This is talking for a long time about shit that don't matter. Shit that don't matter. Because sorry, can we swear on the talk about? You can't actually. All this is going (laughs) to be bleeped in post (laughs) post production. Um, But the thing of that, the thing about that is, so many people on the internet. The internet. Are you familiar with this these days? Have you seen this internet? That's a good story, Grandpa. It's yes, it is. Everyone's got a personal brand now. Everyone has talking points. Everyone has an established brand messaging for themselves. Mm-hmm. I want to be the antidote to that. We're just shooting the shit. 
about stuff that doesn't matter, as, as Will Green just said. Mark Ridley's favorite son, Will Green. Yeah, and that takes the pressure <laughs> off because I, I consider myself someone who doesn't have, like, super strong opinions. Not a lot. Like, gets me, like... I, I mean, I guess I do have opinions. You do. I you do, do have opinions. They're stronger than you think. They're stronger than I think. But also, I will spend 20 minutes going through some of the candy accounts I follow on Instagram because I want to know what the new flavors are that are out there. I mean, people it's love- important ca- to me. People love candy content. And I want somewhere to talk about it. Yep. I want some candy! <laughs> It's nice because the the flavor of the Starburst really bring out a similar flavor in the Skittles. Today's topic. You you know those songs that get stuck in your head? Sometimes it's as much about the words as it is the music, and not necessarily the way the lyrics are sung. I'm talking about the content of the words themselves. Does that make sense? Everybody on board? All right. Sure. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. And, you know, as troubled light sleepers, we are terrible sleepers, Angie and I. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a song on repeat starts playing in your head, mm-hmm. or it's a song that when you stop and think about the words, you're left confused, maybe even horrified. Um, or maybe, and I'm going to prove this later, the words actually burrow their way into your subconscious and plot out a course for your life. What am I talking about? We're going to get into it. Um, and, and mind you, this doesn't mean that the song is bad by any means. And, and the same can be said for the way a line is read or performed in a movie or a TV show. Like sometimes an actor says something that seems inappropriate given the circumstances or says it in such an odd way that you can't help but fixate on it. The line becomes a hook all its own. We're talking about hooks. So I want to get into these and, you know, I want to know if you, the listener, have any of your own. Like, so let us know at meatballsalad at gmail.com if any of this resonates with you. That is not established yet, but I will set it up after this podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Was I supposed to make an email address? I sent you the memo. Will, you're a very special guest. We want to start with you first about lyrics that get stuck in your head. The first one I that, that immediately came to mind uh, to, for me was, it's actually, it's not from a song, but it is a sing-songy line. It, in its own way, it is a song. But uh, there's, so I listened to Jerry Seinfeld, I'm telling you for the last time, that CD on repeat as a young man. That's awesome. I if you if I put that on, I can literally just say the whole thing with it. That's how much I've listened to that. But there's a bit in there about um, scuba diving, <laughs> and you know he's it's like it, that's such a it Jerry Seinfeld bit. Yeah, oh very yeah. scuba diving. What? And they're going over the things he needs to be thinking about while he's down there, <laughs> and. And he says, I'm pretty sure all I could think about that day is don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. There's a fish, there's a rock, who cares, don't die. I don't want to die. Just let me swim and breathe and live. Because living is good and dying, not as good. Wow. 
<laughs> You've got it on call. You've got it on lock. That's oh, 100%. And I think of that, like if I'm, you know, if when we were at the Grand Canyon, my wife and I, a while back, standing near the edge, in my head, I start thinking, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die, on a plane. If I'm on a plane, I'll start thinking, sure. don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. Every, it's just any slightly precarious situation. Driving in bad weather. Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. You made a perfect loop out of it. Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. That's great. Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. So I'm not even going to play the whole bit because you just recited it perfectly. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, to... you can, you know, there's more to the act, you know, the scuba diving bit. But yes. as far as the song goes, that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. Fantastic. Well, that's great. We're starting off lyrics with... Not a real song. All right. <laughs> that's all I had. Breaking wow. the rules. But that's okay. This is just volume one. We're going to do this. It's a song. It's not a produced and released song. It's a yeah. song. It, so. it is not a record, if I use right. the correct grammar. It could be considered a folk tune. There you sure. go. That, that, you know, circulates among certain communities. Well, get ready, because I got another one. I'll exactly the same ilk coming up later. So. Great. No, I can't wait. Okay. So I was talking about earlier how they the lyrics burrow into your brain and like set a course for your life. So this song is called Rock and Roll Evacuation. It's by Electric Six, uh, a Detroit band actually that did uh, they did uh, Fire in the Disco, Fire in the Taco Bell with uh, mm-hmm. what was that called Danger High Voltage? Yes, of course. Whoa. Danger. Yeah, with Jack White. High Voltage. Like very intoxicated in the studio. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, let's, I'm going to play it for you. So, what the phraseology? I have never known this of evil boys eating evil hamburgers, evil boys eating evil fries, <laughs> is irresistible to me. Yeah, clearly, cracked me the hell up. It's not a great song. <laughs> it's like generic. I don't know what. It's fun. Early two thousands. Yeah. Rock. I don't know. We were in full garage mode in the early two thousands, and that's I don't know what you would consider yeah. that. But oh, is that like? Post-punk revival? I suppose it would like, be. I feel like they call it, that's like a phrase I've heard. I've heard, I've I, I seen that on Pitchfork. I hate, yeah, I hate over genreization. Right, we, we catalog everything to the T. My point is, um, it helped establish my identity online for more than a decade because my handle on every conceivable platform is at Evil Hamburgers. Evil Hamburgers, mm. I think I knew that. I knew it came from an Electric Six song, I think. But I had forgotten that, that's for sure. And just as a Detroit boy deep down, mm-hmm. uh, it just seemed appropriate. And it's really fun. Okay. All right. Wow, that's a fun Jeff fact I've never known after yeah. 13 years or whatever. Yeah. Now, now I know. You know. One to grow on. Mm-hmm. All right, who's up? Uh, Me. It's your turn. Got, all right. I, this is the second lyrical line from the same 
Jerry Seinfeld special. I love this it. Not a song, is, but I love it. It's this one. This one just gets in my head for no reason whatsoever. Um, it's from a bit about horse racing and how basically he, uh, he doesn't think that the horses even know that they're racing. Love it. I love it. Cause they don't, uh, cause they don't. <laughs> and, you know, he, he says, you know, I don't think at the end they get done and they're like, Oh, I was first. I was six. I was nine. He oh says, God. I think what they're thinking Jerry is, Seinfeld. Oh, bag, I get my oat bag now. <laughs> It's a song time for me. Oat bag. I get my oat bag now. Do you want to hear the whole thing just for fun? Yes. I do. I mean, do the horses know that it's a race? Are they aware? <laughs> well, what is going on here? After the race of the horses walking back to the stable, I was third. I was first. I was ninth. I think they're thinking, oat bag. I get my oat bag now. Oat bag time. I got a bet on this idiot. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. It's, just, it's so silly. And that deep fake horse voice. Pretend. Oh, just, it just gets it. in my head. Because I didn't know Seinfeld was capable of that sing songiness. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's, it. that's shame that's on me. Ma- he's maxed out there. That is it. Is that I'm it? Not any more than that. But yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love that setting. It's great. <laughs> I'm trying. This is I'm trying to get this to be a saying of mine. That makes sense. Um, but then, I don't know if you, I'll listen to the rest of the bit, but now I'm just rehashing bits from the early 90s, from the late 80s and 90s. But uh, he said, you know, he said, you know what I, what, what, what they don't know, they don't know that if they should happen to break a leg during this, that they're going to blow their brains out. And, <laughs> he, you know, I think if they knew that, there'd be some mighty careful stepping coming down the home stretch. <laughs> God. And and then you know he's like, hey, look, look, you win, I'll place. It's all the same oat bag. And that <laughs> phrase, I'm trying to get. It's all the same oat bag. Oh, I'm trying, okay. to, I'm trying to get that to catch on. Hey, 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 it's all the same oat bag. Hey, let's make a challenge for all three of us mm-hmm. okay. next week during work sometime. Yeah, fit it in a meeting. I love it. Try it. Yeah. Then let's talk about it. I love it. We'll see Even if someone balls. heard it. If they were like, what the hell are you talking about? Record yourself on TikTok. It's the Oat Bag Challenge. I was going (laughs) to say, I love, um, there's something very hilarious about like putting thoughts into animals' heads, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like deciding like what a dog is saying or thinking or or what a horse is. That's hilarious. Horses are special. Yeah. Why is it horses? Why is that so much more funny? Because we all talk like this. (laughs) Like, they no do all. Like. Start from Mr. Ed. Because they're just they're just solid muscle, and what else could they be capable of but right. that voice? <laughs> like, there's no subtlety to a horse. No, it's, it's, it's not f- coming out like a Ivy League. It's either fast or broken leg. It's there's like there's mm-hmm. there's no middle ground. I mean, no. I know they can walk and they can they can trot. Let, let's not get a bunch of horse emails. <laughs> All right. Horse mail? By the, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not snail mail. It's not email. It's horse mail. Oh, I got to check my horse mail again today. Can we and can we do a meatball salad salute to the comedy album cuz I feel I haven't listened to a comedy album in yeah. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last comedy album I've ever listened to like on repeat was 
one of the Nick Swartzen ones when mm-hmm. we used to listen to that on like road trips back in college. So yeah. I didn't really listen to a whole lot of comedy yet. Yeah, party. Back Nick in Swartzen that day. Party. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to, when I worked for an insurance company in the mailroom, I would play Eddie mm. Izzard? Izzard. I think it's Eddie Izzard, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think he says Izzard. On repeat, uh, Glorious was my favorite. I think there's something different too about the album versus the special. Definitely. You know, it's almost better to remove the visual. In yeah. A lot of ways, Cause it, it's more like you're there versus seeing it stretching out where you're like, I know I'm not there, you know, whereas when it's just in your ears, you're kind of painting your own. Mm-hmm. Here's to you, a comedy album. Here's yeah. to you. Cheers. I, I raised my phone. I've been only a very recent Jerry Seinfeld fan. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't grow up watching Seinfeld and I just, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm doing a lot of catch up. I think in the last decade, so I've only really heard some of his newer things. But I'll have to go back and listen to these older ones. It's classic. It's it's like one of those things where like it became like at the time it was like oh this is kind of new and feels interesting, and it was I think. And then now it's like that's not an, a new or interesting way to look at the world. That's how kind of <laughs> everyone every comedian does it. I mean, you know, for the most part. So. Yeah, you're right. Because how can you not be influenced? It's like, as a songwriter, how can you not be influenced by Bob Dylan or, you right. know, David Bowie, Van Morrison? Like those, you know, that's the gravitational pull Seinfeld has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. And yeah, Bob Dylan now. Yeah. Can't yeah, sing. Not quite as impactful, but at Voice the time. is defunct. <laughs> Hate to say it. Sounds like gravel. <laughs> Just gravel on gravel. Well, speaking of Bob He's a Dylan. Great guy. Yes. Speaking of Bob Dylan, I've got my I've got a lyric. I didn't write it down, but it's one that I think it's one of the things that gets stuck in my head the most. Oh, please. I don't I didn't write it down because like it's super embarrassing, but I feel no, like no, it's no. very relatable. <laughs> Safe space. Talking about it's, bullshit. It's literally it's it's complete gibberish, and I think that's why it gets stuck in my head. It's just a space. But have you ever heard the song TikTok by Kesha? Of course. Yes, everyone's heard it. And the the line that one of the lines that gets on repeat in my head when I'm trying to go to sleep is TikTok on the clock, but the party don't stop. No. Oh whoa whoa oh. Oh whoa whoa oh. Mmm. Dropping some yeah. serious science. I like it. It's beautiful. Why? Beautiful. It it doesn't mean anything, but it, and yet it means everything. It means everything. Yeah. Am I right, guys? Like it's time like, just never stops. Yeah. Like I'm trying to go to bed. It's like no, the party don't stop. The party don't stop. The so, party up here. Yeah. Yeah. The party in your mind. The party guests that won't leave. Oh 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 oh. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love it. It makes a lot of sense to me. There you go. I'm so glad you shared it. Who's next? I'm next. So this one's not, you know, funny, crazy go nuts, but I hope you'll <laughs> indulge me. Um, so th- this is Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. And this one is deeply tied to my uncle who we lost a few years back. He was a huge influence on me. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Pour one out. Maybe we'll talk about him on We Lost a Good One. He's the reason I'm any kind of connoisseur. He turned me on to so many musical acts before they had their big, like, renaissance. Mm. Like, Steely Dan seems to be having one right now. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of older millennial dads are getting into Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, My brother loves Steely Dan. He does. Dad, mm-hmm. older millennial. Yep. yep. Check, check. Check, check. And, or like, you know, weather report is sort of like ironically cool, but my uncle listened to them for a long time and turned me onto them. So the, the, the words of this song sort of mirror my own musical career such that it was, um, (laughs) there's a lyric about dying behind the wheel. I don't, I don't relate to that. I haven't died behind the wheel yet. I don't plan on doing that, but let's, let's listen together and just enjoy ourselves. Okay. All right. Saxophone, check. I, I play just what I feel. Do what I want, check. Drink scotch and whiskey all night long. Drinking all night long, check. And die no, no. So it's the first part of that stanza that really uh, resonated. And also, the weird phrasing, learn to work the saxophone. Like, you play the saxophone, you don't work it. What are you talking about? Why? I wonder why they would phrase it like that. It's very singable. Learn to work. Uh-huh. Instead of, learn to play. <laughs> the vowel and the harder, right? Yeah. I mean, the background singers on this are champion level. Yeah. Um, but it just, it kind of like, again, buried into the subconscious, yeah. kind of set a tone. I, I was a musician well, for many years, played on cruise ships and there's a lot of working the saxophone and drinking scotch whiskey all night long. <laughs> um, they make dying behind a wheel sound so like, f- like, like funky and die yeah. behind Brain. the wheel. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, Side note, the sax solo by Pete Chris Lieb is, is uh, really something special. So that's another example of a lyric that just gets buried in there and, and, and sets the tone for your life. What part loops for you? What's the... Yeah. Like, is there a piece of that that is the loop? What's the oh, 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 um, it's, oh, What is that? It's learn to work the saxophone, and then it goes right to drink scotch mm. whiskey all night long. I can see that. That is very, it, a lot of it is of all these things is, I think you were kind of, this is, you were saying this ultimately, but it could be just be the rhythm of it mm-hmm. sometimes too. gets in your, you know, I mean, I can see that. Don't die, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't you work the saxophone three and four. Yeah. <laughs> yes we are human beings and we love there's eight notes rhythms. we're yep. humans yep we are simple yeah there's four beats there's 12 notes or there's 12 notes yeah i meant 12 not eight like the beastie boys song says only right. 12 motes that a man can play how many motes are there eight motes i think you're right on that got it My castle has eight moats. Balls. All right. (laughs) Moving on. I'm not going to cut that. I'm going to leave it in. Uh, Will, I looked really hard for this next one to find a clip, and I couldn't. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Not going to find it. I wish. I wish. 
I wish this next song, this, this little loop that I have comes from my fourth grade school musical. Um, the, it was about the sewing of the first flag of the colonies by Betsy Ross, that whole American myth. That was the story. I played the, the titular. What does titular mean? Um, Is that the right titular? Uh, based, uh, stemming from the title. So if the title had Betsy Ross in, in it. Oh, I guess I would titular. not be titular then. Damn it. But All right, whatever I the mean, second to here, titular is. Here in this safe space, it can mean whatever we want it to mean. <laughs> Penultimate. I don't know. Uh, I, I play the part of, of George Washington. Uh, 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 tantamount. Who... Tantamount. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tantamount. I know some of these words. I don't know. I play the part of George Washington. Um, the play was about how, for some reason, it was hard. I don't remember why, but for some reason, she's really stressing out about this flag. And there was only a few speaking, a handful of speaking roles. Most of the fourth graders were just in the background and they would sing. They were, you know, like the chorus of this play. And anytime that she got discouraged, all, you know, 50 fourth graders, they would go, you can do it, Betsy. (laughs) And I just, that's my, that has become my personal, like, phrase of encouragement. (laughs) Well, you know, if something, I mean, honestly, I use it most right now when I'm like sitting down trying to finish grad school homework that I could give two fucking shits about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds I'm fun. Like, oh. I'm going to have to tap into that energy because. To feel free. Just to get through just the work day. Whenever you need it, you just say to yourself. You don't have, you don't have to sing again. it either. You can just, just say, you can do it, Betsy. All right, here we go. You can do it, Betsy. You can do it, Betsy. Can do it, Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> You can do, can do it, Betsy. <laughs> and then she could do it. It helped her, and she some she sold the flag and that she the, for, for some reason could not. At the end of the day, she did it. She sold she did the flag. It. She didn't want to let George Washington down. She made the jardinier. She sold the flag. She was from <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Just kidding. She was not. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. I'm going to tap into that energy. Take it. Mm-hmm. Use it. Whenever you're down, whenever you you're doubting yourself, look in the mirror and say, "You can fucking do you it, Patsy." And do it, Patsy. I love it. Thank you for that. You're, you're a blessing. I hope all your listeners take this home as well. With uh, with the, is that something the horse should say before they start racing? They don't know where they are. Oh. The horse, <laughs> unless it's Mister Horse. From Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Insert the drop. No, sir. I didn't like it. So I'm really excited about this next one because uh, it's something we all, three of us, picked. <laughs> That's so funny. Independently. And That's anyone great. our age, yeah. you know, um, elderly millennial or what are you, middle-aged millennial? I'm an elder millennial. Are you? I don't know. Uh, it's 82. I married you because you were young. Ooh. So is that wrong? It's on the older end for sure. Yeah, you and I, you and I are like right on the cusp. Yeah, yeah you're like, you know, we're I'm 83. Gen X is right on our ass. Yeah, yeah, not giving a shit. I, I would say, I mean, you know, now correct me if I'm wrong, Angie, but I would say you are like officially a millennial still. Right. I guess. Whereas I feel Jeff like, and I are like, yeah, eh, we kind of, you know, well, we're we lean into the X. Are we zennials? I think so. I feel like that. Is How do you pronounce that? 
Xennial. <laughs> is, is it Xennial? I've been saying Xennial, like Xavier. God bless it. I, that feels like the other end, though. A Gen Z slash millennial could be a... Uh, I seen so many words that I never heard out loud, and then I try to say them, and people get mad. Remember how I we... used to say esoteric? It's not that. It's esoteric. McDonald's. It McDonald's. <laughs> uh, do you remember uh, we were we were talking about this in the car recently, and thinking about what our six year old nephew like? What gen? What like? What are the next generations called? Mm. What was it called? Oh. Millennial. It was really cool. Get this. Generation Alpha, fucking oh, oh yeah, over. Alpha, yeah. It's fucking zop. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. People born like in 2010 and not, or I can't remember what. It's like name. a secret code name. Yeah, where well, we're we're just named for the time. Pretty sweet. Millennials. Yep. Guess we're coming up on the uh, millennium, huh? Mm-hmm. Y two K. We should we should uh, we should make it Y two Kers. I want to be a Y two Ker. Did right. you have that as a as part of your email address or your aim username at any point in your life? Y two K. I did not. Mm. Or like the two K. Like I feel like the two K got pretty popular there for a while. Like everybody was like, like if you graduated two thousand three, then you were, you know, oh, strawberry two K three. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, of the 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 the, the sports video game series. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody yes. was using the two K. The 2K was was a very popular mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, NHL 2K3. Exactly. That's exactly NBA what it was. 2K4. Yep. It was very popular. It mm-hmm. was the style at the time. You would put the 2K in your name. Yep. And you would be seen as high status. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evil hamburgers. <laughs> 2K1. 2K1. Welcome to Michigan Star. <laughs> At, at Michigan State, we had the untapped... In 2001, when I was a freshman at Michigan State, we had the untapped Ethernet. Uh-huh. Like, there was no upper limit. So we could just be, like, Dragon Ball Z levels of power in terms of data. Like, it, there was no limit. There was no upper limit. There was no limit, guys. So I could spend all day on Audio Galaxy downloading all my favorite tracks. Like this next one. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> My girl just caught me. You made her catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. Cheating culture. The girl next door, you know? I don't know what to do. Here it comes. So it wasn't you. All right. <laughs> Honey came in and she got me red-handed. Creepy with the girl next door. <laughs> Picture this, we were both butt naked. Banging on the bathroom door. Yeah. Oh, nope, that's enough. We're going to fade out real quick. That feels appropriative. It's so appropriative? It's such a catchy song. It's actually a great beat. It's a great beat. And then you're like, wait, what did I just sing to? Butt naked. Butt naked. Butt naked. Banging. Banging on the bathroom floor. So aggressive. Yes. It's so, there's no. So aggressive. I agree. Let me just quickly Google what this came out. Unless Will, you know. When people started using banging? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. It wasn't me. What year did it? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Let's guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say 2000. 2000. <gasps> nice. Because I'm the perfect millennial. 
So my instincts. I know these things. So I could have downloaded this in the dorm room. (laughs) For sure. Because I started second guessing myself like I always do. Jeez, Jeff, come on. Come on. Trust yourself. Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing it like right before, like right at the cusp of high school. So that would be 2000 was was that. Yeah, it's. (laughs) And but why is it wedged in there all these years later? Like it's 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 a fine song from a production standpoint. It's a good it's a good beat. Honestly, there's a nice build. Like I I don't care for the hula gala bola. I don't care for that so much. (laughs) But that could be problematic. I'm sure it is. But again, this is this is our safe space, guys. There's no poetry to it. We we are being slapped in the face. Picture this. Picture, Picture this. this. We, we were having sex. It. You could see our butts. Picture. <laughs> Picture the thing where we think about every three seconds. If you're a man, like, oh, really? You were butt naked. That's already in there, man. It's already up there. Um, also, the word banging. Yeah, banging is yeah. so. F- That's so two thousands. <laughs> Going back to the cruelty of the two thousands. Yeah, banging. Um, For me, this song gets triggered just by the phrase "It wasn't me." <laughs> like, like that. That's why. Like when I thought of it for this, it was literally a week ago. I was at work, and someone was like, "Oh yeah, wasn't me." And then I went, "Da da da, you know, buddy, buddy." You know, it's just like it just whoop. I don't. I don't even think of the words. Just the. It wasn't me. It's tri- It's literally triggered by. It wasn't me. Right. I feel like I used that in the last like month too. Or I. You you it heard like exactly yeah. what you said. You heard that <laughs> phrase and then you repeated it to yourself or in your head. Yep. It wasn't me. Yes. Yeah. Don't always do it. Fit <laughs> in your own head. It wasn't me. Kind of like kind of like the I didn't do it boy. From The Simpsons. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Similar vibe. Mm-hmm. You got to give it to me on that one. Um, but um, I often play this lyric in my head in different styles. Like uh, <laughs> like a really slow, like Gregorian chant. <laughs> or like the Tabernacle Choir. Picture this. We were definitely heard this before that you have <laughs> yeah probably walking into this our our condo has pretty decent ceilings i probably walked into the room and said pictures we want <laughs> just to test the acoustics that's perfect that's perfect but naked. Uh, it wasn't me though Oh God! It's that's a good one. Will you test something for me? This is I want to see if this go ahead same thing happens for you. So go. I want you to good, <laughs> replay that here um, in a second. And during the part at the beginning, when that hits, I want you to lean to one side and make like a face like you're farting. Okay. <laughs> okay. And here we go. And when you're ready, and yo man, <laughs> yo, open up man. Yo. Uh, Ready? You made her catch you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fart, guys. It just feels like a. It feels a little farty to me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fart. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
that's a good one. And it's it's my brain does. I just feel like cheating was commonplace back then too. Like it was just yeah, it's funny. It was just funny, yeah. And we were so mean to Paris Hilton. Did you guys watch the the Woodstock '99 documentary that came out? No, and I really want to. It really hit home for me, like kind of how like weirdly bawdy and misogynistic things were then. You know, so gross. It was a gross time. It was really gross. It was, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, it was the girls gone wild stuff. It was Maxim magazine, and it was, you know, it was just like weird. I just how sexual things were sexual, but puritanical at the same time. Like everyone was doing it supposedly, but we were all ashamed of it. Yeah. At the same time, I listened to a podcast that was just taking a deep dive into the moment of truth, a reality show where they'd hook people up to a lie detector and just ask them shameful, horrible questions. Yeah. It's deplorable <laughs> by today's yep. standards. Anyway, it's a shit decade. I'm glad it's gone. I hate the fashions. Wow. Wasn't a big wow. fan of the music. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we all enjoyed the strokes, I'm sure. But, you know, what, what are we I hated about? that time period because when I look back at pictures and I see my eyebrows. <laughs> fucking atrocious. Atrocious is the word for it. And when I look back at pictures of my face... There's like extra sodium hanging out around the, mm, the yeah, edges. You were puffy. Everybody was puffy. Yeah. Like there's a picture of us hanging out at a bar and like we're perfectly svelte up until you hit the chin and it's just like <laughs> like that lizard that puffs out to to scare predators. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got My sodium face. Eyebrows. It's just God. Sodium <laughs> face. I'll do it. That'll do it. Okay, well, that's enough for for lyrics, I suppose. That's a smooth transition. Are you drunk? A little. So the other side of the coin is line reads. Lines that you remember from TV and film that just get stuck. They're hooks Mm. in their own right. What is that? Why do they get so stuck? (laughs) Why do they do that? Um, Shall I start? All right, good. I will. Um, so I'm gonna go first because I set this all up. So it's 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 a really obvious one. <laughs> Speaking yes. of, this is like a this was a do night in topic of every episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, real ones know. I mean, listen, we had a lot of followers on Facebook. We had upwards of like 110 followers. Good. I think we had 112, maybe. Stop. So Home Alone, I mean, who who can argue with the phraseology, the rhythm of you shopping? (laughs) I got to milk, eggs, and fabric softener. I got to milk, eggs, and fabric softener. I got to to milk, eggs, and fabric softener. Spoken like a true Mm eight-year-old. Just uncomfortable uh, in his own skin. So that that's that's been in my head for thirty years. Yeah, I got to milk, right? eggs, and fabric softener. <laughs> Has there been a day? Do you think where you haven't thought that at least one time? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, if you're making a grocery list, it's in there. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at least a few times a week, minimum. That and the the old uh, Sesame Street bit, um, a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. We'll put it in. A loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. A loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. But it's not as hooky as... I got to milk, eggs, and fabric softener. Yes, again. It is musical. Yeah. It is. Or rhythmic at the very least. Yeah. Just like... Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. Just like that. If this hasn't already been sampled by 10,000 underground hip-hop producers, it really should be. Yeah. Um, we used to talk about it in my old band. Like, I've been thinking about sampling... I got to milk, eggs, and fabric shop. Oh, really? Me too, like the minute I heard it. But like, but <laughs> but yet it hasn't been. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's strange. So if we want to stay with the Christmas movie uh, topic... Yeah. We'll do one of my next, um, because this is one that I introduced you to, Jeff. Do you remember, right? Yes, I do. One of the first times we were watching the movie Elf, I think I, I, I think I said it beforehand. I mentioned like, oh, I love when the nun comes on, but the, and I imitated it, and you were like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oops. And then. But the children love the books. <laughs> But the what part is that from? I don't even. I can't books. even picture it. Because James Con. So weird. James Con is bullying a nun. By the way, he's saying right? like we can't donate our usual shipment of books to Saint Swivens That's... or whatever. But the children <laughs> love the books. It's it's one line. It's one scene. It's one line. It's I love it so much because it is the power of someone coming in and filming one line. And it's uh, a true actor, a true performer. Right. The next time you watch Elf, you'll notice it now, and you'll never yeah. unhear it. Like she's she's probably some old Broadway mainstay that's been in the business for years, and she just relishes every word, rings every bit of emotionality out of it. Hit me. Again. The children love the books. That's it. It's 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 him, like just saying no. You know, being a big Scrooge about everything. He's a Scrooge, that James Caan. And then, and then she says that. But the children love the books. And I didn't realize how like throw like how it's just such a throwaway line because when I met Jeff and realized he loves hooks and gets these things stuck in his head. Vocal hooks of any vocal, kind. Yeah, I was like, oh, I bet he loves this one. I just thought it was so obvious. It. I don't know. I don't know what it was for me, but I heard it and I never heard it ever again. That's why we got married. Yeah. Sure. The, the thought of her too, probably practicing that line a hundred different ways, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. But the children love the books. No, no, no. no. But the children, the children love the love books. The mm-hmm. Books going. Let's go low with it. The children yeah. love the books. Lilting. There's a lilt. The and pinch. Books. You got to pinch it. Yes. Pinch books. those words in. Yep. And squeak them out like you're letting them out of a balloon. Very good. It's brilliant. That's what it is. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Will, We're all going to be stuck in my head. Yes. I think, it, yes, <laughs> as it should be. All of them. Will, you got a great one. Mine, uh, uh, the one I thought of first for this was from Office Space. Again, mine are all very 
uh, they are triggered by my environment. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. For a lot of these. Um, but yeah, Samir from Off of Space. When Again. he's fighting with the with the, the uh, copier. Elderly millennial uh, catnip. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, not again. I, why does it say pepper jam when there is no pepper jam? I swear to God, one of these days I, I, I just kick this piece of shit out the window. You and me both, man. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Lucky, I'm not armed. Piece of shit. What's going on in Herman's head? Am I right? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, that, uh, I love that guy. Yes, he had a he had a lot of yes. When there just, is no paper jam. Just kicking this piece of shit out the window. Yes, piece of shit out the window. Piece of yeah. shit is. It just it 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 lights off. You know, bells and whistles in your brain. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. kick this piece of shit out the window. <laughs> ding 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 ding. I love it. I want to hear more. I say it to actual printers now. Still. Oh yeah. If I'm struggling to, you know, I couldn't get. I was trying to email something to the printer a little while ago. Couldn't get it to show up. Or the other way around. I was emailing something from the printer to myself. Couldn't fucking get it. Why does it say paper jam when there is no fucking paper jam? <laughs> <What the> fuck? <laughs> I, you're slower to anger than I am, so it's funny to me when you get angry. I think it depends for me on what it is. I'm pretty quick to anger. I'm pretty quick in some circumstances. And yeah. and for me, it's the smaller and less important that that issue is, the more frustrating. Quick quick to f- fluster stage. Fl- yeah. Flustering. Flusterage? Flusterage. That's true. You yeah. definitely get more flustering. But... <laughs> And but but you'll never know it. Piece of shit out the window. Yeah, kick this piece of shit. We can all relate to Samir. Yeah, it's so. And we can all relate. We all wish we had the jump to conclusions. Matt, Uh, I almost put that one in there too. (laughs) It's a it's a mat with different conclusions, huh? (laughs) That you can jump jump to. to. I gotta watch this movie. The phrasing on that is. You haven't seen Office Space? Oh no, I've seen it. It's just been a. I don't. I don't. I didn't watch it as much as maybe sure. the elder millennial males yes. did. Yep. And that's who this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to Ladies, I'm trying to get you to come over here, okay? I'm trying. Yep. Yeah. I, it's Like with this next line read. Please. Can I go? <laughs> Dude fest. Dude's night in. This is not <laughs> dude's night in. God. Thank God it's dude's not. Dude's in a begrudging. Women, woman's night in. <laughs> I had to pick. Um, I'm going to go with this one first because I, it comes from I think one of the greatest comedy pilots ever to exist. Yes, it's a pilot that came out so strong and so uh, it, it knew what it was, and you knew exactly who this character was. He died. He he's he's a dead now. <laughs> That is from the very first episode of Veep, and that was Selena Meyer the entire seven seasons. Yeah. And yeah. the thought, the I like thinking about how they put those words together because it, it it's not a real sentence. It's not a real thing that you say, but they just added in right. a dead now because like she's an important person. It, she it, can't always have a teleprompter going. She had to like make up something on the fly, and 
that's what comes out. I can't mm-hmm. recall the exact context of the scene, but it just underscores how little this means to her. Like, it's the meanest show on television. I mm-hmm. love it. We've bonded over it for years. I just, I love it so much. It's I perfect. remember watching this. I think the the show was out, I think it was, we, we were a few episodes behind. We didn't catch it right away, but I remember watching it and like looking around like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. It is. It's why yeah. I put it the in the theme music of We Lost a Good <laughs> yeah. One to try and right. like, yeah, as like, what do you call that? Just a palate cleanser before the, the you know, the yeah. deep dive, you know? Yeah. Me talking about dead people? Yeah. That part? Yeah. Okay. And folks, you- don't die, don't die. Don't die, don't die, don't die. Play it, don't play, die, play don't it. Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. Should don't play die. that like- Players. Oh, okay. Don't die, He's, he he's a dead now. Don't die, don't die. Death, death's bimoni, all the flavors. All right. We just brought uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jerry Seinfeld together in a way that's wow. never been done before. We did. Um, the mashup that the fans wanted happened tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love Union. it so much. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a treasure. Just National like Seinfeld. Treasure. National treasure. Global. Global treasure. Yep. The two awesome. of them. All right, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this one is like one of my favorite drops. I don't often get a chance to play it. If you listen to Cruel to Rewind, our movie podcast, you're familiar with all the drops. Uh, Possibly too many drops. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Thank you. But I love this one. So this is is, uh, Lieutenant uh, Kinderman, played by Lee J. Cobb. In The Exorcist, he is visiting Ellen Burstyn, one of my favorite actors. Ellen Burstyn's daughter is possessed. She has murdered people. The stakes are as high as it gets. Uh, Kinderman is bumbling around trying to figure things out. And he's had enough. He's going home. Uh, Ellen Burstyn is helping him with his coat, and he <laughs> says inexplicably and needlessly, You're a very nice lady. <laughs> I don't know if that's funny to anyone else but me. I don't. It's mostly funny to you. You're a very nice lady. I don't, I can't explain it. <laughs> it's, it's an odd read for sure. It's yeah. odd. It's this guy's investigating your daughter as a potential murderer and it's so childlike yeah it's such a weird way to like You're a nice say lady. thanks like yeah. he saw For a guy on the sidewalk the other day whose head was turned completely around mm-hmm. you're a very nice lady it's just <laughs> ellen burston's coming apart at the seams and it's just this is this this line is always a record scratch for me. Like she's a very yeah, what, nice lady. What is that? Yeah. What sir, what part of the story is that? And she stares at the carpet and says, it? "You're a nice man." Oh yeah, it keeps going. It's yeah. a, it's, it's such a weird. It's a whole weird exchange. And he like he like weasels an autograph from her. I lied. It's for me. Like he gets the autograph. <laughs> That's supposedly for his daughter. It's I love Lee J. Cobb. He's great in this. <laughs> Um, can I just hear it one more time? You're yes. a very nice lady. Thank you. The pause is odd too. Yeah. Lady. 
It's it's like <laughs> a very nice bullet day. You can hear he's in motion, like putting on his coat, like shuffling uh, his arms upwards to yeah. get the get the arms. You're a very nice lady. <laughs> I it's probably funny to point oh 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 one percent of the population, but I love it. Let's move on. Angela. I picked this one because I think it's like the the OG line read for me. When I think back, like when did when did this start where something just got stuck in your head and mm. you loved imitating it? And it's definitely, yes. you know what I mean? When did the imitation start? Well, it started with uh, the character Frank Egelhofer from Father of the Bride. Oh, Frank. When I was six. Oh, so January 6th. January 6th. Keep us seven months. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. hello. That's, That's five months. <laughs> five months, not much. But that don't bother me so much because it's a little bit tight, but we can do it and it will be spectacular. What is every Most. contract you've ever worked with? Uh-oh, hello. That's five months. I, at, <laughs> at the age of six, there, there's absolutely nothing funnier than... Uh-oh, hello. That's five... Again, <laughs> projection, musicality. Yeah. It's It's... Hello. And that's, yeah. that's ringing every bit of kinetic energy out of every word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say this like no one has ever said. Yeah. Before. That's it. It's How am I going to so pronounce different. this? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the a way. I fell in love with Martin Short. That's never been done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh oh. Hello. It's from the first scene of the movie. It's 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 like his fifth line in the movie, and it's one of the greatest Uh-oh. things ever. Uh oh. Hello. That's five months. <laughs> Even though the mention of January 6th puts a dark cloud over the proceedings. That's right. And we must defend our liberties. January 6th used to be funny to me. Yes. Not anymore. Can you play um oh. haven't is don't we have um don't we have audio uh proof of a young Angie? Um, yes. That is actual audio. <laughs> wow. Of a young Angela performing her version. Oh, hello. I mean, pretty close. Oh, hello. It's pretty it's good. What is kind of close? What is that from? That is from a high eight home video, I believe. Yes. From. You can hear the introduction. Okay, Angie's going to do an imitation of Funk from Father of the Bride. So that was that was the introduction to what I was about to do. From your, so I your had, mother, Catalina. I had to do impressions oh. uh, from, so, on the uh, video camera. All this is to say Angie's had the showbiz bug from day one, okay? Yeah. All right. The other part of the That's video, why we're doing this show. Okay. The other part of the video right. is me doing an impression of my brother's friend who used to always call the house. Like, That's great. Hi, is Tony there? It's it's actually a very, very good impression. Let's go to a clip. Uh, I <laughs> have it. <laughs> That's the other part of the video. I do uh, an I impression of his friend because, you know, he used to call the landline, so I pick That's up a, the phone. That's a niche impression right there. Yeah. That's the best Hi, is Tony there? Did his friend sound like goofy? I'm telling you, she's got the goods. (laughs) I guess so. She should do some voice acting. Lauren Michaels, give her a call. Give her a call. Got the next uh, Alyssa Villasenor on her hands. Why do you say that? 
What's that about? Does, does he does impressions? <laughs> yeah. No, right. Funny, weird voices. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, she is. Oh, that's the best. Whose turn is it? I'll do mine last yeah, one. Yeah, please. So this one, when I thought of this one, it made me think, oh my God, there must be millions more that I can't think of because this one, I had, it was a lot. I thought of it earlier. I think I put it in, I put it in last night or earlier today in the outline, but I say this all the time. All the really? Time. All the time. And it's just Mel Gibson in Braveheart. I have seen Braveheart. I, I can't, I don't even know if it's a specific scene or if he says it more than once, but it's just the phrase, I will. <laughs> but in his horrible, yeah. Accent. A wool. His C plus, C minus Scottish accent. It's, is it kind of like this? Whoa. Sort of, yeah. Well, that's an actual British man. I know, but. <laughs> do you a have wolf. a clip of this one? I probably do. Oh, okay. A check out Cruel to Rewind right. episode two, where we talk about Braveheart. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's a wool. A wool. Yeah. Marine, you know, you yeah, know, my you wife says, "Hey, will you pick up some toothpaste on the way home?" A wool. <laughs> like I say it all the time. She, yeah, we both do. Yeah. A wool. William Wallace. A wool. <laughs> a wool because I'm William Wallace. First, a wool. A wool. I'll show you how to use it's, this. It's almost not words either. A wool. A wool. Yeah. A wool. That's a. F- I I love that because it's so inconsequential. A wool. Yeah. A wool. A wool. That's a good one. But the English are too many. Yeah, that guy wasn't Scottish for real either. No, no, no. Is there any? They won't let us train with weapons. <laughs> so we train with stones. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Was anyone Scottish on the set of Braveheart? Live at 11. All right. <laughs> um, Want to bring us home? Last one? Let's bring us home. This one is like, there's like athleticism behind this one. I can't explain it. Uh, a show that the show that the wokesters want to take off the air. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet they do. NBC Scrubs. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they they were really uncool towards um towards gay people. <laughs> Scrubs. They were. They, they just sucked. Uh, Real bad. But for a, a Lutheran, uh, a, a good Lutheran college student in 2001, it was a ball. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, as a white male. I had a blast. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I had a blast. So this is this is Dr. Cox played by uh John C. McGinley. Season one, episode twelve, my blind date. Oh God, season one's so good. It's so good. I used to sit (laughs) Will, our mutual friend Tim. I used to sit with Tim and watch this on his computer because he downloaded this off of what? Kazaa? Probably Kazaa. Morpheus? Bear share. LimeWire. Lime Might have been too soon for LimeWire. I digress. Okay. Let's let's listen together and just enjoy. Dr. Cox. All right, bring <laughs> it in here, you knuckleheads. Come on, take a knee if you need to, you confounded. I have been on since midnight, so I stand here with my usual level of contempt for all of you, but with the added wrinkle of having 13 cups of Nurse Roberts' piss-poor excuse for coffee passing pretty much straight through me. The not-so-hidden message being, of course, that if you screw up today, I'm going to hit you hard, I'm going to hit you fast. (laughs) Now then. (laughs) If you screw up today, I'm going to hit you hard, I'm going to hit you fast. It's... If. It's George C. Scott... If. As General Patton meets 
Jim Carrey. It's just <laughs> like right. It's like a football coach with just madcap wacky energy, and I've never seen that. I had never seen that before in 2001. Um, there's just an athleticism behind the delivery of it. Yeah. 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 That's and, like work and practice to get that to. Yeah. That. Yeah. He's. As they say these days, he's going hard in the paint. <laughs> if you screw up today, huh, I'm going to hit you hard. Huh, I'm going to hit you fast. So I think about that all the time. That makes me think of uh, the last one where it's just like a sound almost, but in Scrubs actually is a sound. But when JD mm. would go the whoa, whenever <laughs> he would get like um, thrown or something like whoa. Eagle. Uh, my friend Katie and I did that a lot. I know. It was. Whoa. It was a hot show. Yeah. In the early 2000s. Yeah. The best. And then it went to ABC and they put Vaseline all over the lens and it got weird. I did so. not I don't I did not watch it. Oh, sad. No, I didn't see it once on ABC. <laughs> anyway, that was a blast. Will, do you have anything else you want to talk about or What just one just the thought I had. Please. I wonder so these are I like I feel like some of these, especially the the earlier ones, are like the memes of our time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if are people gonna are these gonna be burned in people's brains? You know, stuff you know, stuff from now is it gonna be on loop in young people's brains down you know down the road. It comes at everyone so lightning fast that you don't have time to. And you can Maybe share. I can just these. send you the thing that I think is funny. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, you know. My friend and I would text each other the lines back and forth. Like instead of sending uh, gifts and memes, we would just go back and forth. Like during yeah. during class, we would send. We would go through a whole scene of yeah. an episode of Scrubs. Actually, speaking of, that's that's how we did this. I mean, <laughs> what are millennials about if not authenticity? And we used to share memes in the most authentic way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you had to actually remember the whole entire line. You had to think you with had your to remember brain what the line was. And like remember it and like hold it in your brain space. So yeah. you don't have to do that anymore. Now you have to, we used to type W H H H L L L L L L L L L. Whoa. Oh, very good. In all caps. Uh, That's called onomatopoeia. If you don't, uh, if you're not an English major. Yeah, just like sitting around quoting Tommy Boy. Yeah. Austin Powers. That was just everywhere. Right. Like every fucking person. (laughs) Right. Was saying right for a few years. Right. Yes. It's just just like we we all know what Lauren Michael sounds like. Like we're all intimately aware <laughs> of Lorne Michaels because he's because yeah. Doctor Evil's based on yeah Lorne Michaels right. yeah the best zip it yeah Scott let's bring it back Scott. oh yes here's, here's another test oh my gosh next week when you feel like sending a sending a meme you okay. just write out the whole write out the whole line yourself <gasps> don't send the meme oh don't send right? the picture don't yeah type it out. Try to remember what the line is and type it out. Oh, my. (laughs) I love it. Please do it. Don't just send the the gift anymore. Just say it. Just say it. 
audio recording of you take saying, a video of yourself Sarah. doing the yes. thing yes like 10 times in a row on don't repeat. make a tiktok then send it yeah that's right i want to thank comedian will green for joining us on our debut episode of meatball salad happy to be here it it, it was so good because you thanks so much uh, follow us on all the social things at the C2R Network. Check out our other show, Cruel to Rewind. It's about movies. Rate us on Spotify and Apple. We love you so much. I love you. Listen to We Lost a Good One. Will, is there anything else you want to plug? Cruel to Rewind, my friends, Jeff and Angie. They're a great podcast. Oh, thank you. It's very nice of you. All right, folks. We got to go. Bye. We'll see you later. I hope this works out. It could, it could be bad when I listen. <laughs> <laughs>